All right. You guys ready? All right, guys, turn to Hebrews for me. My wife gave me a gift when she came back from California, and I've been reading it. I got, God has got, kept me stuck on uh, Hebrews 6, so that's where I'm going to be at today if I didn't give you a clue already. Um, but God, I'm going to read this to you. It says, Therefore, leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go into maturity, not laying again the foundations of repentance from Acts that lead to death and of faith, instructions about baptism, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. It is impossible for those who have been enlightened to have... It is impossible for those who have been once enlightened to have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the coming age, if they fall away to be brought back into repentance because they're lost, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those whom are farmed receives the blessing of God. But the land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless, in danger of being cursed, and in the end will be burned. Even though we speak like this, dear friend, we are confident for better things in your case, things that accompany salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end in order to make your hope sure. We do not want you to become lazy, but but to imitate those whose faith and patience inherit what God has promised. So Paul is writing to the Hebrews and he's saying, hey, first of all, we're going to not hold on to the pacifier forever. We're going to start getting into something more solid. He's talking about solid food, solid Something for us to, to, to teethe on. Kids, when they start to teethe, they don't want mushy stuff. They want something solid. They want it cold. They want it rigid because they're breaking through. Those teeth are breaking through their gums. And what happens is, is if you give them something that's just soft, it's not helping them. What happens is, is this. is When children grow, they, they, they need milk. They need uh, the formula, whatever they're being fed in order to get to a certain point. But then comes a point where they eat solid food whether it's mushed up baby food, which is the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. Some of the combinations, they're like, hey, we're just going to put like sweet potatoes and peas together because everybody knows they, they like that. And um, it's probably full of balanced nutrition, which I never really follow. But um, they, they put these random combinations of, of mushed up baby food in a jar, and we start to feed our kids that. And we start to give them more solid foods and more solid foods. And then it's mac and cheese. And then it's, you know, a, a little piece of a hot dog cut up in four quarters. So it's, it's about, you know, as, as microscopic as they, it can be, but the kids can eat it. And then they start eating, you know, they start eating more solid food. And what Paul is talking about is more solid food. He says, let's go into maturity. Let's go into not just salvation and forgiveness of sins. Let's go into things that are deeper into the walk with Christ than what we've been accustomed to. Like he says in verse 1, he goes, let us leave the elementary teachings and go on to maturity. 
He says, laying again, let's not lay again the foundation of repentance from the acts that lead to death. He's saying, we don't need to keep teaching salvation every week. We don't need to keep teaching salvation to every time we see you because once you've accomplished that, you understand that Jesus died. You, once you've received him as Savior, we don't need to receive him again as Savior. He is, once we've received him, we've always received him. And so what Paul is saying, we need to step into some things that are more mature, leaving the immaturity in the background. And he says to, and he goes, in verse 2, it says, instruction about baptism, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And then verse 3, it says, God permitting, we will do so. It is impossible for those who have been lightened to have, basically revert back. So once we've learned something, it's almost impossible for us to not learn it. You guys ever learn something in school, and then, you know, you never use it, and then like 10 years later, you're like, I remember something about that, and, and it kind of gives you a little clue of what you're doing, or you're like, why would I ever use this? And then you use it, and, and you're like, oh yeah, now I understand why it is. Just common things that, as believers, we should grow in and not be stuck in that same level of repentance and um, learning that Jesus is, is Lord of our life. We've understood those things. We need to understand those things and move into a mature way. She agrees. She's speaking in tongues, don't worry about it. Um, but verse 9 says, But we are confident there are better things, concer- things concerning you. Yes, the things that accompany salvation, the, though we speak in this manner, for God is not unjust to, forgive your, unjust to forget your work or love which you have shown towards him. In verse 11 it says this, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you will not become sluggish, but imitate those through faith and patience inheriting the promise. So what Paul is saying is, and he said this multiple times through the, the books that he's wrote, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I fo- follow Christ. Imitate me like I imitate Christ. So many times we try to say, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I like this person, and it's a common thing with, with young um, people when they start to speak. They're like, I like the way this person speaks. So they try to imitate this certain speaker, and they'll, they'll try to use their mannerisms. They'll try to use the same style of speaking, but what it does is it just makes them look like a copycat because God has designed each one of us to be unique. But what Paul is saying is that he's not saying copy the way I speak. He says copy my faith, copy my lifestyle, copy the things that I do in my faith that will help you grow into maturity. It's like, it, it comes down to like our kids. When, when our kids were little, we teach them certain things. We teach them how to say, you know, well, our kids just spoke basically from the moment they came out of the womb. But, um, you know, and, um, but we taught them certain things. We taught them to walk. It's first, it's the, you, you set them on their butt and once, they, once they learn to sit up. And then you, you kind of lean them against the couch and they kind of just kind of, you know, do it. then it's the fingers and you're holding their fingers and they're, they're trying to do their steps. Paul is talking about that kind of thing in the body of Christ, that we should not be in that I want baby food still. He's saying, okay, we need to start walking. We need to start having people come alongside of us to say, you know what, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to hold your fingers while you walk. And so we look at Paul and he's saying, imitate me, imitate my faith, my, the way I, I pray, He's saying, look at what I do and follow me. Look at my faith, look at how um, my relationship with God is, and look at it and start to mature like I have started to mature. 
Now, Paul was, was really one of those people who had an accelerated growth in the kingdom of God. If you look at him, he went from killing Christians to, he was, uh, you know, he was an, you know, basically ISIS. He was hunting down Christians and killing them. And now he's saying, hey, can I, uh, can I join up? And they're like, um, you just hunted us down. They were, they were leery of him because they're like, I don't know if you're actually here just to kill us or if you're actually converted. So really, Paul, once he was accepted by them, was mentored by Barnabas. If you look at Barnabas, Barnabas was like, was one of those people that was um, set into place to, to work with Paul. And it was Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul. And then Paul came to a certain level in his walk, and all of a sudden it was Paul and Barnabas. Because what Paul did is he imitated Barnabas, saw his faith, saw his walk with God, saw how he loved, how he cared for people, and what he did was he imitated him. So we as Christians look to people who are older than us in the faith, who are you know, wiser than, than us in the faith, and we say, okay, how do I imitate that? Because our job as leaders is to say, here, take my hand. We're going to take you out of, the, out, of the, the base, out of the basic stuff once you've learned it and pull you into that. Because we can't stay in the basic stuff. The basics of understanding salvation and, and redemption are great. But Paul talks about how we need to grow into something more. So we need to grow into something that is more than just Jesus died for me. He's saying we need to grow into evangelism. We need to grow into laying hands on the sick. We need to grow into things that Jesus did, like Paul did. He imitated Jesus. We need to grow into those things. So, we need to learn like Jesus taught us to learn. If you looked at Jesus, it says in the New Testament, it says that he grew in faith and he grew in stature. Basically, what, what Jesus was doing before his ministry started at age 30, he was growing in understanding who God was. He was growing in leaving basic principles of what God was telling him to do, or what the basic Torah was giving them, and growing in what God was going to have him proclaim over the nation of Israel and, and proclaim to people that God loved them, that there was healing. Some of those aspects were countercultural to the culture of that day because what he was doing is he was bringing in something that was completely different than what they heard. And so what Jesus was doing before his ministry started was learning from God, learning how to grow in those things, learn how to walk fully in those things. So when he did start his public ministry, he stepped into them and people could fully follow him. But what, what people try to do is they want, either want to stay in the elementary or they want to just jump into the mature, maturity level, but it doesn't happen. There has to be a distance between infancy and maturity. And God says, you have to imitate and you have to follow and you have to watch the people of faith in your life and imitate them, imitate what they have, learn how they have it, and grow in that so you can become mature. And then it talks about later on in Scripture, lacking nothing. We need to be fully mature. Ephesians 4. It 
All right. Then we're going to start in verse 14. It says, And then we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine and by trickery of men, and the cunning craft in cunning craftiness or deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into him who is head, Christ, and for whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So, what Paul is talking about, he's saying we need to grow and look at the look at the people in our life whether it's they're they're 10 years older or 20 years older or or 40 years older look at them and say man find someone who has faith who has a a walk with christ that is is, looks like christ and say you know what i'm going to grow out of the infancy the the immaturity that i have and i'm going to grow into something that is more mature see the cool thing about this is is Paul was not saying, hey, you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong. He's saying, just watch me. Paul's Paul's talking to people and saying, watch me do this. I don't need to correct you on this because if you're following me, you're going to watch me. If you're following me, you're going to see what I'm doing. It's not like when we go, you guys ever gone for a walk and there's always that one person that's faster and they're always like at least a half a, like half a, don't point at me, Cody. Um, Yeah, Zach and I and Cody went for a walk one time, and I left them pretty much in the dust. And by the time they were done, they're like, my feet hurt. And um, (laughs) Cody was complaining more than Zach, but um, he's just more of a natural whiner. But um, (laughs) but, um, it's, it's kind of like you always have that person that's faster than you, and you're just, you're like, man... I'm a naturally faster walker. I walk fast everywhere. And Sarah's like, you need to slow down because I'll be like 12 steps ahead of everybody. I'm like, they're out of the, getting out of the car. I'm already out of the car. Car's locked. And I'm walking. They're like, hey. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I have to do this. I have to do like a little shuffle to keep up with them. So Paul is saying, follow me. If, if the leader's in front, if, if you're following a leader, if you're following someone who God has placed in your life, you're going to follow them. You're going to see how they walk. But if you're if, they're not, if you're not following a leader, they're going to basically be out front going, hmm, how do they do this? How do they do this? Because the leader's going to be behind them because they're wandering. And what's, what Paul's saying is, if you follow me as I follow Christ, you'll see me. You'll be behind me, following me. And that's what discipleship is. Discipleship isn't sitting you down and saying, you know what? You need to grow in here. You need to grow here. You need to grow here. And then this is the class. You're, you're going to take these classes and this class. You need basic doctrine 101, basic doctrine 102. That's not discipleship. Discipleship is grabbing them by the hand and saying, hey, um, I'm going this way, and if you want, you can hold on, but I'm going to go this way. It's dragging people along on the ride and saying, this is what discipleship looks like. This is what maturity looks like. But it says, speaking the truth in love, we may all grow up into him who is head, Christ. So Paul's saying we need to grow into what he is. Not himself, he's saying what he is, and that's Christ. We need to look at Christ and say, man, when I, when I, if I can become him, if I could look like him, start to walk like him, start to love like him, not have any, uh, any hang-ups, anything that is going to hinder me from ministering to people and, and working you know, like Christ did. Christ worked un, um, unfettered, un, had no weights around him, nothing to hinder him, because he was doing solely what God wanted him to do, because he had to come to maturity in what God had wanted him to. You know, at 33 years old, he's walking in full maturity of what God has told him to do. 
And so he's walking that way, and he's saying, you know what, we're going to go this way. Paul's saying, we need to go this way. We need to leave immaturity behind, and we need to learn how to walk in greater things that God has for us. And I'm not talking like an immaturity in, in age. I'm talking an immaturity in, in the understanding of who God is. And, and as Christians, when we're born again, we don't know diddly squat most of the time. Some of us have been raised in church, and we know all what it is, and then we get born again, and it's like, well, I know all this. And God's like, hey, yeah, you know it all, but let me explain it all to you in the right way so you understand what it is. So I believe that as Christians, my kids follow me as leaders. People follow us, and I follow leaders too. I have people in my life that can say to me, hey, you know what? Stop. You're doing something wrong. And I can say, okay, because God has put certain people in my life to say, man, you know what, to come and encourage me, to say, man, you're doing a good job. And I can, I can walk and I can see their walk and say, man, they're, they're 20, 30 years ahead of me. And I, I look, if I can imitate them in what they've done, I'm going to start to look more like Jesus. We look, basically leadership and following leadership is, is like this. Growing is looking at our leaders and following them, but looking past them and saying, there's Jesus up there. I'm going to follow them because they're heading towards Jesus. They're heading towards what he is like and how he, he loves us and how he cares for us. So I see them heading towards him. So why would I want to stay back here if they're heading towards Jesus? I'm going to follow them because I know that when I, when I, when I start to, to catch up with them, we're getting closer to Jesus and we're getting closer to Jesus and we're getting closer to Jesus and we can become more like him. God has... First, let's turn, Ephesians 4.11 says, He himself gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the saints through the work of the ministry and for edifying the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ. He says, to the full measure and the stature of Christ. Not just kind of walking in it. He's saying to the full measure of everything we do starts to look like Jesus. Everything that we, we say, everything that we, um, the way we carry ourselves, everything starts to look like Jesus. What Paul really is saying to the Hebrew people is, hey, we're, going to, we're not going to continue doing what you've always done. We're not going to continue to sit and listen to the same teachings. I'm teaching you something else so you can grow. And I believe that if we look at the church properly, we look at it, what does it say? It says that, verse 12, it says, for the equipping of the saints. The job of the fivefold and the job of, of, of leaders in the church is to equip people to become more like Christ. Is to equip us. I have leaders in my life to help equip me to become more like Christ, to lead like Christ. And so it's not about, hey, well, you're, you're just going to come along and we're just going to drag you along in the, 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 uh, the, tr- the path. We're going to take you and we're going to equip you to do the work. We're going to teach you how to do the work of the ministry. 
So my job, Sarah's job, as leaders in this church, are to help equip you to do the work of the ministry. It's not for us to say, okay, here, we've trained you, now go do the work by yourself. Our job is to equip you and work right alongside with you. The proper model of of heaven and church is we're going to equip you to do the work and we're going to work right alongside you so that we can accomplish greater things. But my job is not to do the work. My job is to help you guys understand what the Word of God is, to find your destiny, to find what God has called you to do so you can do that work without having me to hold your hand every second. And I'm not saying we do, but I'm just saying is there has to be a point where you let go of the baby, the child lets go of the finger, it can walk on its own. But Paul really is saying, let's look at deeper things. Let's look at things beyond just what's in front of our face. Dive deeper into what God has for us so we understand what he wants from us. What God really wants from us is a relationship that is so close and so um, intimate that we can instantly receive from God. I think one of the biggest problems from hearing from God is that we get so focused on the, on the, the rigmarole of, of doing everything in church and, and, and Christianity that we don't stay, take the time to stop and learn how to listen to God and, and listen to Him in a proper way. I, everybody has that problem. There's times where we're like, yep. But really stopping and listening to God and saying, God, what do you want? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What do I need to grow in, God? And God says this. And you're like, okay. But it just takes that time to stop, get the, 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 the thinking, the, everything out of the way and say, God, where do you want me? What do you want me to do? And it just comes from quieting yourself, getting alone, praying and listening to God and not getting the, the, your own thoughts in the way. Paul saying, let's stop looking at the basics and let's go deeper. Because what happens is is this, is when you go deeper, as a church, as we go deeper, we're going to go wider. Um, Sarah and I, I coined this phrase a while back. I was dealing with something and I said, you know, it's just as shallow as a bird bath. There's no depth to it. It's It's got a lot of area, but there's no depth to it. So what God, Paul is saying, let's leave the immature thinking. Let's, let's grow in, 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 in faith, grow in other areas, and become deep and wide. Because we can be deep, but if we don't do anything about it, then we're not going to grow wide. But Paul says, let's grow in maturity so we are deep and wide at the same time. So our church grows as we grow. So as we grow mature in our walk with God, we can extend that to people who aren't mature in their walk with God. And we can say, hey man, you got to come here. you got to talk to this person. This person's amazing. They're going to help you in that area. And we can say, hey, this is what my church is, or I've got a friend that can help you with this area because they have wisdom in that area. So as we grow deeper in our walk with God, we grow deeper in our wisdom, we grow deeper in our faith. And what happens is, is, and then we grow wide. Because you can't help somebody if you don't have wisdom in that area. So a new believer can't instantly say to somebody, well, this is how it works. All they, all they know a lot of times is, man, God loves me, and I'm, I'm free from my sin. That person has that ability now to grow 
in depth of understanding of God and grow in a depth of understanding of, of what God says about that person. So as we start to go out in our, in our everyday life, we have to stop and be able to listen and say, God, where do you want me to mature in? Where do you want me to grow in? God, who do you want me to follow as they follow Christ? And sometimes that leader's 20 years older than you. Sometimes that leader's two years older than you. But having the ability to say, you know what, I'm going to follow this person as I follow Christ because I see Jesus up there. They're going towards Jesus and I see Jesus up there and that's where I want to go. I want to see, I want to go, I want to be face to face with Jesus and I want to follow Jesus. And I see my leader following them and I see my friends, I see people following them and I'm going to go that way because I want to follow Jesus and wherever he goes, I'm going to go. I'm going to see that the person that is got really a love for me is saying, hey, follow me as I follow Christ. And you're like, hmm. So I'm going to go, I'm going to find that person and I'm going to say, man, I see you following Jesus and I see Jesus up ahead of you and you're following him. It's, it's discipleship. It's saying, hey, come on with me. We're going to go do this. Same way Jesus said to his disciples, hey, uh, leave your nets and follow me. Drop, get out of the boats, follow me. Leave your mother and leave your father and follow me. And what do they do? They picked up and left. They just got up and left. Oh, sorry, Dad, can't do it anymore. We've got to follow this guy. So as they followed Jesus, they became discipled. Our job is to find the person who's been discipled and say, you know what, I'm going to follow Jesus because I see this person following. Or excuse me, I'm going to follow them because I see them following Jesus. They're growing in every area. And I want to grow in that area. I'm, 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 I struggle with that area of, of, in my Christian walk. I want to follow this person because I see them successful in it. But God has put that mature person out there for us to follow because basically they're going to equip us to do the work of the ministry. They're going to equip us to do what God has called us to do. Because God has put a destiny and a, and a vision and, a, and, a, and has a purpose for all of us. Some of us don't know what it is. And, and that person says, you know what, I see that this is prevalent in your life. And you can say, okay, maybe that's what God wants to do. And he can help, that person can help guide you into what God has for you as your destiny. So as we go out this week, just start to, start to ask God, God, what do you want me to start to grow in, start to mature in, start to change my life in where I can start to become like Christ. So I can see Christ and I say, okay, Christ did this, I want to do this. Christ did this, I want to do this. Jesus did this, I want to follow the way Jesus did. Jesus loved people. He laid hands on the sick, I'm going to do that. Jesus did this, I'm going to do that. We look at Jesus, he had compassion for people, I'm going to have compassion for people. He wept with people who wept, he, he laughed with people who laughed. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be like Jesus. So it says that we can come together in the unity of faith. Verse 13, Ephesians 4.13 says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, to the full measure of the stature of who Christ is. So we can grow. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago we prayed for Bree. And I got a text from her, and she's like, it was, it's awesome. She goes, it's going to be tough, but I'm going to stick with it. Because she's like, it's so good. It's just teaching me things that I never, I never um, 
new, teaching me things that I had known and, and teaching me in a, no, a, a new way so she can understand it. Because what she's doing is she's following people who are doing it and she's saying, I'm going to listen to them, I'm going to follow them, and I'm going to follow them because they're following Christ. I see Jesus ahead of them and I want to catch up. I want to see Jesus. We have to move from mushed up baby food to something a little tougher, like a steak. In our in our Christian walk, we can't keep eating baby food. We got we got to get that steak or you know beef jerky. I'll just take beef jerky over steak any day. But um, we have to move from that immature baby food to a mature steak. We have to start to grow in those areas where God's like, yeah, you're cutting your teeth? First to- tooth is through. You know, when we're parents, we're like, oh, baby, she's cutting her teeth. And then we're like, oh, it's, it's a horrible. I hate it when they cut teeth. And it's like, oh, they're crying all the time. And then when they cut their first tooth, like, yay! It's like, uh, you know, now we're going to celebrate. It's like, hey, we're going to have a party for the first tooth that cut through. And it's like, you know, after the first two or three, you're like, oh, it's just another tooth. Then they lose their first tooth, and they're like, you're like, yay, you lost your first tooth. And then after like the third or fourth tooth, you're like, ah, more money to put under their pillow. Because <laughs> they think the tooth fairy is real still. <laughs> Making sure that door was shut back there so the kids don't hear them. Yeah. Hey, don't ever say anything to Lana. Um, she lives in a la-la land. No. Um, um, but it's, it's really, we celebrate the things that happen. We celebrate the growth. We celebrate... Man, they cut their first tooth. Now they're walking. Now they're, they're, you know, your kids go from that laying on their belly to roll, and then they go to the, to the, to the scoot, and then they get to the sitting up, and then they go to the butt scoot, and then they go to the, the crawl, a full-on crawl, and then they go to the walk. And it's like we celebrate those moments, and they're watching. They're watching us. They're imitating us. They, they see that mom and dad are standing up on their feet, and they're like, I want to do this. It goes that, it's that way with Christianity, that we grow and become like our parents. We start to cut teeth. We start to look more like them, start to grow like them. My daughter looks nothing like me. I'm speaking of Lana. And um, they, they start to Im- they imitate us. You know, when, you're, when they're little, you sit, you sit there and go, mom, mom, dad, dad, dad. And they're like, they do that. <laughs> and so our Christian walk should be the same way. We leave immature things and we start to look at and say, mom did this. Dad did this. They live this way. They walk this way. They eat this kind of food. You ever had a little one and they hate, at a certain point, they're like, I don't want any baby food. And they'll spit it out because they see you eating something. And they're like, nope, don't want that. And they reach for your food or they just, they will not eat any more baby food because they want something solid. That's the way our our life should be. Man, I don't want this anymore. No. uh, Fling it off the high tray and say, I want this solid food. I want to look like this. I want to walk like them. I want to talk like them. Let's pray.